theyeshiva.net. In Pedic Dalit, page 88, Nitzavim, we learned the Teichen, the deeper understanding of the last capital in Tehillim, Kufnun, capital Kufnun, the final Mizmar of Tehillim, which is also said every morning in Pesukah de Zimra. And it's not Stam brought in here, like based on the above, we'll also learn, uh, we'll also understand this capital, that too. But you see the Diuk, when you learn Masech Rosh Hashanah, it happens to be that we learned it this morning. Rosh Hashanah, the Aflamet Beis, the Mishnah says that we say ten Psukim, for Malchias and for Zechreinus and for Shaifras. On Rosh Hashanah by Musaf, there is a theme. The theme is Hashem's Malchus, and we say ten verses to, ex- to express that point. The theme of Zechreinus, his memory, and the theme of Shaifras, and each one is ten Psukim. And the Gemara says, why ten? So the Blavi brings, Keneged Asari Hilulam Shabbosefer Tehillim. It corresponds to ten Halalukas, the ten times you have Hilul praising in Tehillim. Fregdi Gemara, ten? You have many more times. You have more than a hundred times Hilul in Tehillim. So the Gemara answers, we're talking about one capital. The capital that says, Hallelujah, Beseka Shoifer. How many times do you have Halalukas there? So you have Hallelujah, Kel, Bekotche, Hallelujah, Bekiuzo, Hallelujah, You have ten Hallelujah. Excluding the opening and the end of the Mizmer. And that's why every Rosh Hashanah we say ten psukim for Malchi, Zechrenes, and Shafras. So it's not Stam, this Halalukas, as I brought in here. When you learn the Sugi and Rosh Hashanah, you see that it's deeply connected. And then it's also connected to the Asarim Amoris and also the Asarim Sadibris, which is also connected to this whole parsha. So I just wanted to make that out. It's very interesting. So, what are these different exper- experiences? That the person is experiencing or invoking or being or becoming aware of during davening. So every time there's a different hallelujah. If it would be just one theme or even different themes, but uh, somehow connected, there would be one hallelujah. Every time there's a different hallelujah because it's a whole different inyan that you're exploring here, and therefore it requires a special hallelujah, a special hallelujah which means a special praise, a special extolling, a special meditation and awareness. It begins with Hallelujah Kel, Hallelujah Kel, this is which we're going to get to, which we're going to get to. But not, they don't have patience. So. We're going to talk about the Vasikin today, right? So it begins... It's a mazel they don't blow like a Nusach Chabad when we blow stagans ma'isa. Halalukel bekatshay is the first one. What's bekatshay? Bekatshay is as we said kodesh ha'elyon levadoi morim vekodesh hamelech hamerumam levadoi me'oz meshubach v'mafoyer v'misnasim b'mesoyla kodesh ha'elyon kel elyon, which is the concept of levadoi. That Hashem Himself is beyond any gather of hashpa, of communication. Hashem alakecha eish oichlo, and eish the trend of eish is to go up, not to go down. Unlike Mayim, where the trend is is to go down. All hashpa and amshacha for main soif is already a yirida. It's a hishtalshalus. All articulation is 
an ultimate compromise of truth. And therefore, even though it's necessary when you want to create a world that has identity, even the most sublime spiritual world nonetheless is already the opposite of Kale Elia. It's an opposite Nekuda. And when there's Gilea Lekuz Ba'atzma, he says there's no hashpa. It's Kale Elia and Ram Venisa Vegavoya Maidat Halalukel Bekotcha. But from there comes Rakia Uzay. What's the Rakia Uzay? The Oyer and the Chiyos, which is Ein Saif, comes through a firmament, which a firmament represents a Masach, a veil, a curtain, that conceal this infinite reality, and therefore ultimately, ultimately this concealment will allow there, after many, many more gradations, to be a world and to be many worlds will emerge, will be able to emerge. So after Bekatshoi, step two is Rekia Uza. Step three is Gvuroisov. Gvuroisov is the way Hashem compresses, restricts, channels and filters the energy of Ein Saif in many, many, many different garments, meaning many different facets, tools, vehicles of expression. A garment here, of course, is a metaphor, a lavush. Every person has a different lavush, in other words, a different way in which the ch- the oil is communicated. It has a different garment, meaning it comes out in a different way. It's manifested in a different way. Many different madregas, many different states of consciousness. And that way, the oil and the chiyos is ka- communicated kav le kav. Kav le kav, ze'er sham, ze'er sham. Masak in I think is the aftar of Shmois. A line to a line, a little here, a little there. So ultimately all the worlds, al Tachtoinim, higher, lower, and within each world itself, every Nivra could receive its chiyus, its consciousness, its battery, its gas, its kerosene, its, 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 not its, its fuel, which gives it its design, its chemistry, physically, spiritually, its design, its functionality, and its purpose in the scheme of creation. That's Bigvuraisov. From Begvaraisov, you come to the next stage, which is Halaluhu Kilraiv Gudloi. Raiv Gudloi means you praise the tremendous greatness which represents the infinite diversity of creation. As a result of all these tzimtzumim, of all these veils, of all these alaymas, now you can have myriads and myriads and, and endless types of creations. Both spiritually and physically, the Pasuk says, Alama is ein mispar, in Shir Hashirim, and Chazal say, Oilamis ein mispar. And in each world, ein mispar likdudav, the Navi says, there's no number for the legions. Kiroiv gudlai. The absolute godless, which was explained before, what's godless? Godless doesn't mean uh, the big bully. Godless means the infinity, the infinite diversity, the presence of Hashem. Uh, in every single nivra, like we say by davening, va'ata mechayes kulam, that roiv gudlo is only possible after the kiyah uzayang And all this is, hallelujah, b'seika shayfer, to be able to bring out the kiyah shayfer, to be able to arouse, to be able to evoke the kiyah shayfer. What's the kiyah shayfer? The pnimiyis nekudas halev, the cry that comes from the core of the heart, beyond oisius, beyond letters, beyond words, beyond dibur, it's a kal pashat, it's a tkiya. 
This is the Lecha'am Alibi Bak Shufone, it's Halalu Baseka Shaif. Like we learned, there is the Chitzainiyas Halev, the cry that comes from the external heart, which is based on Oisius, because it's based on Tam, it's based on Das, it's the way I could wrap my brain around the Lekus, due to the Gvuroisov, due to the Rekia Uzay, that's the Kerev Gudla. But after the whole Ishtalshalus happens, until the Ein Seif trickles down, to the reality of the human being and the reality of the world here based on all the restrictions. So you have the Chitzayni Yisalev, which is the Achrei Hashem Alekechem Yelechu Ka'arya Yishag, the roar of the lion, which comes from tremendous passion and gusto because of the presence of the Elikus in the world that the person is aware of and can comprehend at least according to his or her capacity each nivra lefiyerkoi, and that creates a certain tremendous, powerful, powerful yishaga roar, but that's all chitzoni yisalev. The l'cham alibi bakshu fana is panecha Hashem avakish. The pnimiyis comes from as panecha Hashem avakish, that I look for your pnimiyis, not for your chitzonius. I look for your pnimiyis, that since chelik Hashem amay and Yisrael olibu machshava, so the Jewish soul is a violin, it's a harp, not only for the music of creation, and not only for the music of the Creator, but also for the music of the, the pnimius of the Creator, of the core of the Creator, beyond the world, that's what the Shoifer brings out. And therefore there's no words there, there's no Isis. Isis, which is based on division of Isis, fragmentation, identity of Dibur, could only be in Chitzayni Yisalev. Whenever there's Tam Vedas, there's reason, there's logic, it can come into Dibur. From Seichel comes Oisius. But that which is Lamailam et Tam Vedas, this is the simple Pshittas Dikha cry that comes from Pnimius Halev, where the Pnimius Halev reaches in from Imamakim Krasicha Hashem, from Bechal Moidecha, the Tshuva Ilah, to go back all the way to the source, Hallelujah, Beseka Shoifer. So the whole Hishtalshlus is that afterwards you come down with the Tkiya Shoifer, you go up all the way back to the original source, to the original core of the Pnimius Halev, which touches the Pnimius of the Ein Soif, which is beyond Hishtalshlus. That's the structure of this Mizmah that Dovod HaMelech is conveying. In other words, you go beyond the Mayim, you go to the Eish. So now he continues the next step. Eperekei, Oisei. What causes the take a shoifer, the shoifer, which accesses the Eish, the fire, the Kotcha, back to the Shoifer takes you back to Halalukel Bekotcha, the Kale Elia, which as we said before, because Yisrael, all of Machshava, Machshava is the Pnimis of Dibur, Machshava is higher than Dibur. The Jew is connected to Machshava, the thought, and Chelek Hashem so he can arouse the revelation of the Pnimis of his Malchus, from his essence. This is connected to what Chazal say, Ein Melech Beloya. There's no king without a nation. And he touches here, Am, what does the word Am mean? Pirush, Sheim Nikru, Bemadregas, Amoy, 
The word am is associated with the word im. Im means with. Leilech imoy. With him. In other words, there's a connected. Madregas amoy, his nation, sheimanoshim kemoisa. There's a comparison, there's a similarity. Ein melech beloyam means there's no king without a nation, but this nation is called am, im, because they're with him. They're connected to him, they're associated with him. What's pshat? They have some type of yachas. Obviously, they're lower than him. He's above, and that's why he's called the king. But there has to be a relationship. And here we have an issue. How can then Hashem be called a melech? Hashem, in his essence, there's no erech to him. There's nothing that has any erech, any value, where you could say that they have some form of proximity that he could be a melech over him. And he gives a marshal. Commercial. Let's give a metaphor. Ilu noimer. Let's say about somebody. You want to feel like a king. Anybody here wants to feel like a king? So what do you... You want to feel like a king? Okay. Me too. So what do you do? See, you have an eight. The problem is not so easy to feel like a king in this world. Especially when you're surrounded by people who, for whatever reason, don't think you're a king. So that's a shtickle problem. So different people have different ways of dealing with it. Trump has his way of dealing with this complex... All of us have our own ways. But once you have an eight pshut, the eight says, what's the problem? A king needs to rule, yeah? So go to your backyard and announce to all the sticks and all the trees and all the plants and all the blades of grass, from today, ich bin the melech, I'm the melech. No one should have the chutzpah to even think, forget say, think anything that's not according to what I want. And you really prove your dominion. You crush them, you destroy them, you repress them, you control them, you fence them in. And you come to your therapist and you say, I feel like a king. We all know that it's not going to work. The trick is not going to work. Why? So he says, <laughs> Person says, I'm becoming a king over the trees and the rocks, all the pebbles in my yard. I'm the melech, not only in my yard, the whole forest around me. 20 acres. It's all under me. She'enam, why? She'enam in amin v'hasug she's yisyachiz v'tipal aleim she'em ha-melech li'as malchus inikra To be able to say, he is my melech, or I'm your melech, the melech and the am have to be in the same sug. They have to be in the same category. So you could b'chlal say, they should be the chaloiz she'em malchus. Emes, the melech is above. The definition of melech is he's a king. He's the leader. The leader, by definition, leads. He doesn't follow. But who are you leading? You're leading those who are, a, who are connected to you, who are in a relationship with you, who understand you, you understand them. You have similarities. So he says, if, if it's not in the same sug, the whole shame HaMelech doesn't apply. Emes, you could control the Eitzim and Avonim. Nobody doubts that the Avonim, the stones, you could control. But it doesn't turn you into a Melech, Malchus. When you say, Ein melech beloyam, it can't mean, okay, so we'll take a bunch of rocks, and all the rocks will become my nation. It's not going to work. What creates malchus is that there is a yachas, there's a relationship. Oy we have an issue here. When you say, Hashem is a melech, the Gemara says in Masech the Rish Hashanah, Imru lefone, malchi is berish Hashanah, Rish Hashanah daf tazayin. Imru lefone, malchi is berish Hashanah, kedei shetamlichuni alech. You should make me a melech over you. Really? You're going to make God a melech over you? The relationship between the human and the rock 
is much closer than the relationship between the Nivra and the Bayre. Take a bunch of ants, forget rocks, take a bunch of ants even, who are living organisms, not a harak, not inorganic material. Take organisms and become a melech. It's also not exactly going to fly. Take a bunch of mosquitoes, or, bee, or bees, or, or ants, lock them up, and say, I'm the melech. It's also not going to create malchus. Because there, again, there's no, you're not in the same sug, you're not in the same min. Even though the similarity between us and ants is far, far, far closer than the similarity between us and God. Both of us are created beings. Both are finite. They have a certain consciousness and emotions. Some ways they're probably smarter than us. Certainly in some ways more efficient. Certainly they get along better together. Even though we have our stuff, our milas. And in that sense, there's a certain relationship. Still you can't be a melech over ants. Certainly a melech over rocks or stones or wood. Here we say, Hashem a melech over you. Even if you go, I remember Ilan Rimon, I remember Ilan Rimon went in a spaceship, he took a little sefer and then it exploded over Palestine, Texas. One Shabbos morning, I think it was. So uh, I was watching an interview when he was in outer space. They interviewed him. And they asked him, what does planet Earth look like from your perspective? <laughs> so he says, it's so, so, so tiny. I don't know why there's so much fighting. I don't know why there's so much fighting. You know, you look at planet Earth from outer space, it looks smaller than a marble, smaller than a cholent bean, smaller than a speck of dust, literally, tiny, tiny. How many wars and conflicts and issues there are is really astounding when you look at it from that perspective. But that's not from a divine perspective. That's from a spaceship's perspective. That's from outer space. It's within the universe. True, it's pretty far away and pretty scary up there perhaps, but it's still all relative. You're still dealing within the understanding of creation. So even from that perspective, the entire planet, never mind the human race, is tiny. Now come from the Creator's perspective, who is beyond, and not the whole planet, one human being, that's even from the Creator's perspective. Now speak about even the Creator's perspective, we explained, is already after Mayim and Simpson and it trickles down. Now come from the Bekotshoi. So what's the Havana that in Rosh Hashanah God says, I need you to make me king. And if he, I make him king, so this is the Shaila here. What's the Indian? Ah, well, here we come back. If you remember to Siv Beis. Now we go back to the Bris, the covenant. You remember when he spoke about David and Yonis, two friends that make a Chris's Bris. This is the covenant that Moshe Rabbeinu was referring to. What's the covenant? What's Pshat? Back to the Moshal of the two friends who make a briz. We explain that sometimes you have a friendship. What do you need a briz for? If it makes sense to love him, you love him. And if not, why should you love him? The Pshat is we know that there's many obstacles to love. And the briz, the covenant allows the friendship to graduate in a manifested way from a rational place to a super-rational place. And when both are committed to the bris, you're both committed not to allow anything to come in between the friendship, even though there's going to be reasons within or without to destroy it. That's what the bris is. That's the concept of a bris. 
It's the Lushen and the... The end of Masech Gitten. The last line of Masech Gitten. Of Tzadik. The whole Gemara ends as a very moving end. Amar Ebelazar. Tzadik Hamad Beis. Kala Megarish Ishter Yishayna. Somebody who divorces his first wife, even the altar starts crying. Shenemar, this is the Pasuk, the Pasuk says, in Malachi, and this is the last Navi. And he brings the whole Pasuk. Malachi laments what the Jews did. He says, You covered God's altar with tears. Full of lamenting and weeping. The Mizbeach couldn't anymore accept your gifts. It was too sad. So you say, why? Why is the Mizbeach so upset at me? Why is, why is the Mizbeach crying? Hey, listen to these words. Because God testified what happened between you and the wife of your youth. You betrayed her, and she was your best friend and the wife of your covenant. She was Aisha's Brisecha, the wife of your covenant, and therefore Mizbech Marida loved Mayas. What's the concept here? What's this concept of Aisha's Brisecha? Why Mizbech Marida loved Mayas? What what are the tears? If the marriage is working, it's working. If it's not working, it's a concept of divorce. The Torah itself legislates divorce. The reason the reason Torah legislates divorce because you need that option in life. If that option doesn't exist in life, it's not good. Sometimes it needs to happen. Sometimes, but for whatever reason, it's 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 sad, but it needs to happen. What's the Mizbeach Ma'ir the Loved Ma'ir? Mizbeach Ma'ir the Loved Ma'ir says because in marriage is a concept of bris. He chaver There's a concept of a covenant. What's the covenant? The covenant means that there's going to be obstacles. There are obstacles. There's challenges. Sometimes it's such where the Torah itself says that there's a concept of a get, a divorce. Sometimes it's such where the human being is challenged, both the spouses are challenged to be able to transcend their tam vidas and to be able to go into a much deeper place and find the relationship on a level of bris. But the relationship of a level of risk turns it into a sacred connection that is not just uh, utilitarian. It's not just utilitarian. It's not just practical. What is it in the Nimshal? So he says, <laughs> Yonason could have looked and said, logically it doesn't, you should be my enemy. You're right. The good questions. The bris made the relationship so deep that it goes beyond logic. It's like somebody says, logically I should hate myself. You're right. But you don't, right? I know. I know logically you should hate yourself. Yeah, You're not the first one who thinks so. But nonetheless, you're going to still continue liking yourself, hopefully, if you're a healthy guy. You know why? Not because you're a meshugana. Because you're not, because because you're a person, you're supposed to like yourself. I'll call Pshayim Techasa Ava. You're going to find reasons. I help you say, you could say I'm supposed to hate myself. Fine, 
Al I have to hate myself. But my relationship with myself is deeper than a mathematical equation. You're right. If it's all mathematics, if it's all logic, so you talk, I hate yourself. The Bris says that we're almost going to force ourselves to love each other. Now when he says force, he doesn't mean literally. You can't force yourself to love somebody. Then it's not love. <laughs> what he means force yourself is, the Seichel says it's force. It's not really forced. It comes from a deeper place, from your essence. Mitzah the Seichel, the Seichel says, what is this about? So he says, Kach. So now listen to his nimshal. This is to uh, Kachine osa Hashem lono. This is what Hashem did with us, for us. He forced himself, he compelled himself to connect our souls with him. The Medrash says in Bereshis that the whole world is created through Dibur. Which, by the way, one of the reasons for the Temp Sukkim of Malchi is, is again, Masara Mamoris Nivroid. It's the same Nakud of the Halalukas. It comes into Dibur. Dibur is always words. Yisrael Allah They ascended in God's thought. In other words, deeper than words. Words is for everybody else. Machshav is for yourself. Nobody knows what other people think. We know what other people say because we hear it. What other people think, the Gemara says in Psachim, Ein Adam Yedeim Abalibashal Chavere. What does it mean, Yisrael, Allah Machshava? What's the difference in Machshava and Dibur? In this moment, we understand. Dibur is the divine energy that is extroverted. What's the word? It's the divine energy that is um, extra. It's projected outward. Machshava is the internal self. Yisrael, Allah Machshava. Because you saw the love of Machshava, therefore the soul of the Jew is a harp for the Machshava, not only for the Dibur. It could sense the Pnimius. So he says, The oil of the Pnimius of his Malchus should be revealed on us. That's what he means, So what's the Bris? Rationally, you could say, it doesn't make sense. God needs you. God needs me less, less than you need the rock to be a melech on the rock. It's like telling me that the rock coming under your domain is what's going to build your malchus. It's a joke. Forget a rock. I told you, even an ant. You could be a melech over, go to an ant colony. You ever went to an ant colony? How many ants do they have there? They could have a hundred million ants, yeah, and become a melech. And then you'll say, Napoleon was an emperor. <laughs> Napoleon's a joke. Napoleon, me, a hundred million. Who has a hundred million under that? I'm, I'm, I'm the emperor. But you understand that it's not exactly the same thing. <laughs> Why is it not the same thing? Because there's no elech. There's no relationship. It's not like you're called a melech on the ants. First of all, they don't know you're the melech. <laughs> all they know is even though you could step with your pinky, you could murder, you could kill. 20,000 ants, so you regard the real Melech, you're like the dictators of old, you're like Shtikl Nebuchadnezzar, and a Titus, and a Nimrod, or a Louis Fourteenth, or a Caliglia, but nonetheless, it's not. They're not even aware of you. They're completely not aware of your presence, there's no appreciation. Forget about that, there's no choice. So this is even with humans and other creatures which have an Erech. We're both part of creation. Never mind with the Creator. What's this? This is the concept of a bris. The concept of a bris is 
Alpitam Vidas, Alpi rational calculations, this relationship at some point can go two ways. And the emesis that in many works of Jewish philosophy, this point is brought out very sharply and with a conclusion. And the conclusion is there's no real relationship with God. There can't be. It's all Torah, all mitzvahs, it's all for us. You're going to touch him, you're going to affect him. You're going to make him your melech. What are you going to do? You're going to make a perfect being who's infinite a melech on you. And if you don't make a melech on him, he's going to go into a depression. And say, oh, I'm a lonely guy. This little creature didn't make me a melech. The whole ability for this person even to think is coming from him. Forget about the fact that he's infinite and you're finite. Your ability even to think is coming from him. So he's making himself a melech over himself. Thank you. Even a better idea. Instead of going to the stones and making them a melech, why don't you go to yourself and say, I'm becoming a melech over myself. Now that's taka heart. <laughs> it's easy to be a melech over Avonim. But who's giving you the chius right now? It's also him. A real king gets a thrill. Yeah? Hundreds of thousands of people, millions of people are under his command, under his dominion. Here, all the people are just him. It's all divine energy. So he makes energy, it's all his energy, and then they have to make him a king when the whole energy came from him. Alpitam vidas taka, it's just too distant. It's, it's, we don't have that value, that value and significance to be able to say that our melucha, our tamlichuni aleichem does something. The Chiddush, what Moshe Rabbeinu says, the Chiddush of Yiddishkeit, the way the Balatanya understood it here, he's saying in this maimah is la'avrecha bebris. A bris, as David told Yonason, didn't say, he said about him when he was killed, Nifleisa avoschali me'avos Moshe. Tzarli alecha ochi Yonason. Nifleisa. He says, Hini anoichi koiris bris neged kol amche esen nifloyas. Pela. Pela means lemaila menadas. The concept of a bris is, al piseichel, you could say this friendship is not supposed to work. For he chriach esatzmai. Because God also doesn't, is not coerced in any choice or no choice. So therefore he chose, he was kivayachal l'mayla mitam v'das, this relationship that the pnimius of elikus and the pnimius of the neshama are one, are connected. Can we analyze this a minute? Yeah. So if we, with Dov and Yonasan, they have a friendship which can exist by das, that makes sense. They elevate it with a bris to something l'mayla das with commitment. Same with, let's say, a husband and wife or something else. And so therefore there can be a chitzonious kind of commitment, and then when you go to the Malam, there can be a more panemius kind of commitment. With Rabbon Shalom, he doesn't have any way to, we have no way to start with him. So when he's creating this bris, he's going all the way to the panemius level, but there's really no chitzonious level but to start with, because as you said, it's like the, the ants and the rocks thing. So he has to jump the two steps. The usual right. bris that we've discussed is you take it from step one to step right. two. But his bris, so therefore, if we say that we have a, a bachu panai, which is a chitsonistic bakasha, it relating to the world, and a bachu panai, which is pimiak, on what basis do we have a chitsonius relationship? Oh. So the chitsonius we spoke till now, that's the fact that he creates the worlds. Va'atamachayas kulam and invests his energy in the universe, and therefore every, the perik shira, every creature, when it senses that, becomes aroused with a relationship. That's the first pchina. So that can be even yeah. by das. That yeah. we can evoke that. Yeah, can it, right. The chiddush here is the halaluka halalu, but take a shoifer that reaches into the eish oichla, the kel elyon. From the pnimiyas, that's the chiddush here of the bris, and that's what he says. V'zeul la'avrucha bebris al derech shakosav we have in shiras ayam ad yaver amcha Hashem ad yaver amzukanisa. 
at the end of the shit, he says, Tviyema v'setema b'har nachalos before that. What's the Lashon? Uh, B'gdol z'royach ha'yid m'kavon, ad yavr amcha Hashem ad yavr. So he teaches what's pshat ad yavr, t'hainu lavr mimadrega lemadrega mimata lemayla. May avr shalomata minadas, ad avr elyano shalomayla minadas. Lo'avrecha means to pass. Ad yavr, you're passing, you're moving up. From space to space, from step to step, from lower to higher, from an avr that is below das to an avr elyano. The love of Hashem that is beyond us, Shirak Pchinas Bris, which is basically exclusively the Bris, Ashakaras Hashem, Laman Hakim, that's what David continuing Atam Nitzavim. Ashakaras Hashem, Laman Hakim, Oischa, Oiz, Laman Hakim, Oischa, Lias, Loilaam. The words of Mishnah Benu, he says, Atam Nitzavim, Ayon Kolchim, Lefnei Hashem, Alekechem, and he goes through all the ten Madregas, like we spoke before, the Achdus of the Jewish people. Laavricha Bibris Hashem. To pass in the bris of Hashem, Asher Hashem melekecha koyris imcha ayoyim leman hokim oischa ayoyim loylam. It's a covenant he's making with you to make you his nation, and he's going to be your God. See, Taitches, Pirush ki ein melech beloya, v'tzorich lekrisus bris. So, what do you need a krisus bris? Lahokim. That's why it says lahokim to lift you. Uleroimim oischa kadeshatiyah bebchinas am. You should be able to be on Am. Lias Yisrael Alu at Pchinas Machshava El Yaina Vuhu Yisbarich Hishpil Asatzmik Avayach Lias Lchalalakim. It goes in two directions. Lamak Nahakim Aischa. Hakim means literally like Kima to stand up to raise you from the finite to the infinite. You should be able to be called His nation, a nation that can coronate a king, a nation that can say, "If not for us, there's no king. If not for us, there's no Tamlichuni Aleichem." Really? Atkenikach. Such a power? How do you have this? That you should be able to be an Am. You should be able to be that level of Yachas. You should be able to be that connection. This is a Psachidish. It's a Bris. And is an equal Chidish. He should be, call himself your God. We say in Krishna, You stop and think, really? That's how he defines himself. I am your God. People define themselves usually by their portfolio by their portfolios that are impressive. Somebody says, I'm your melech, I'm your king, I'm your leader. It means something. The fact, the great miracle, the great chiddush is that he says, So he says, What that means is that he defines himself by you. That's how I'm going to start defining myself. That couldn't come from a rational need. Very often a relationship is, I love you because I need you. You do something for me. We're limited people, we need companionship, we're lonely, we need camaraderie, we need validation, we need relationships, that's not a bad thing. We need attachment, all of us need attachments. And when we don't have it, there's a pain that's created. The pain sometimes results in loneliness, or in anger, or in frustration, or whatever it is. But there's a pain that comes from the lack of attachment. But that's only because the attachments are meaningful. I'm missing something and you can give it to me. Your kindness, your humor, your personality, your wisdom, your beauty, your depth, your, your, your chesed, your, your, your personality, your character, your help. Whatever it is, every type of relationship according to its nature and capacity. Your money, your business, your acumen, your acuteness, your sharpness. But 
and then it goes both levels. You're my friend, and I'm your friend. You're my spouse, and I'm your spouse. And we define ourselves by each other. That's a big thing. To Hashem to say, Moshe says, don't take this for granted. God says, from today, I define myself as your God. That's who I am. Really, that's who I am. I define myself as your God. We take these words, Why not? It's not an uptight in you, it's an uptight in him. What did it take for Hashem to say, Ani Hashem Really? The whole, the Gantzav, the Gantzav Tabak. Again, the whole universe is the Mamish. It's like, you'll pick, you'll pick up a speck of dust, and you'll say, My definition is, I am the Lord over this speck of dust. This is what you are. And again, my relationship with a little grain of sand is closer than my relationship with infinity. We're both creations. <laughs> We're both made up of trillions and trillions of atoms at the end of the day. I Adam ahead, I Adam ahead, this one, that one. The ant and the human being are far, far more clo- closer cousins, like the, evolutionist, the evolutionary uh, psychologists like calling them our cousins. Our cousins. The chimps are our first cousins, and the ants are the sixth cousin once removed. But they're still cousins. They're all cousins. They love talk, calling them cousins. Chas v'shalom, they shouldn't be seen as cousins. But we're cousins. So it's like seventh cousin. They say a yid once came to the, to the Noyem Elimelech, the Rebbe Reb Melech. He needed some help, some tzedakah. So he went to the Gabi and he says, I need to go see the Rebbe now. So he says, Vosepas, he says, tell him that we're kroivim. We're relatives. So he tells the Ramali Malach, who this Jew is, says, Vaita Kraiva. The eighth cousin, ninth removed, you know, one of those. By Mincha, by Chazar Sashatz, so the Ramali Malach was the Shlech Tzibur. So he starts saying, Barachat Hashem, Avraham, Yaakov, with a lot of Islam. So he gives a scream, Vaita Kraiva. Avraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov are also far relatives. <laughs> and he called them in they're also far far relative distant relatives imagine that he says his whole definition is that's what he says in this in this space that's where they connect in this bris that he raised the Jewish soul to be able to be part of his pnimius, to be a chelik elikamimal. It's not any more stam. You're part of creation. You're not any more part of creation. Ki chelik Hashem amay means that the soul is a chelik ivayachal of Hashem, and therefore it senses the pnimius of elikus, not just the chitzonis, the eish oichla, the bekatsha. You're connected to the bekatsha, and the other way around, he connected to you. That's where they become one. And he says, that's where they become one. After the parenthesis. The Pasuk in Tehillim, Kapitel Peyalef. We say it on Rosh Hashanah. Of course, we say it every Thursday. So the Gemara says in Rosh Hashanah, when do you blow? When do you blow Shofar Rosh Hashanah? How do you know? 
the only holiday that is celebrated when the moon is eclipsed. Bakesa, from the word Kisui. Ki, why should you blow shoifer? Ki, choikli Yisrael. It's a law for Jews. Mishpat lelekeyakov. It's a time of mishpat. So this is the source that Rosh Hashanah is Yom HaMishpat. But here he teaches, you know why you have to blow shoifer? Ki, there's a reason. Because there's mishpat lelekeyakov. What does it mean, mishpat lelekeyakov? Literally, you teach mishpat lelekeyakov. Justice that is administered by the God of Jacob. In other words, he does it. Here he teaches, no, the mishpat is about Elikeyakov. Literally. Mishpat Lelikeyakov. Sheyash mishpat lemaila mi yiske liyaz b'madrei gazu liyaz gili alakusi alav sheyaz gasha nafshi b'kesh amitz v'chazak b'ashal. The great mishpat of Rish Hashanah is not only a mishpat on the details of a person's life. It starts off much deeper. Mishpat Lelikeyakov means who will be able to experience this gili alakus? Will you be able to connect this knot? Will you be able to experience this relationship that there is? The relationship is there. It's a bris. But like, just like a marriage, you can make a bris. And nonetheless, on the surface, it could be in the air. It could be, uh, it could be very difficult. It could be challenging. There's something there at the core level, but it needs a lot, a lot of work. So he says, Mishpat Lilakei Yaakov. It's a mishpat concerning Eleke Yaakov. How much Yaakov can experience his God? How much there could be a Gilead Lekuz? There could be a relationship. In simple words, if Yiddishkeit is real, it's going to be real, or it's going to be Stam, Mitzvah, Sanashim, Alamada, technocrats doing the same thing every day. Good marriages, you take out the garbage, you, you buy challah for Shabbos, you buy wine for Shabbos, you, go, you do things. If you, we're talking about civil people. But there's no, uh, there's no experience. There's no, uh, there's no energy. There's no electricity. So Judaism can be the same thing. There's a psabris, but it's you know you follow. You just follow. You follow it. You follow. Shoy. There's going to be a psagili alakus. There's going to be a kesher amitz. which is tchilas masacha. He now goes back. Everything here goes back. He started to say that Rosh Hashanah is Tchilas Masach. What's Tchilas Masach? In the beginning, it was all from him. It's But then he created Adam, Zayim, Zikaron L'Yayim Rishon. Now it's not anymore like Yom Rishon. It's Zikaron L'Yayim Rishon. There has to be L'Oyri Rizgalos Malkeinu through Zichra and Abriz Vaiskashras. That happens through the Shoifer. The Shoifer is the tool to arouse this level of the relationship. So he says, One of the psukim of Malchus, the Gemara brings in Rosh Hashanah Lamed Bezes, from Bezai Sabrach, only three times you have Malchus in the whole Chumash. Shem Yimloich, Le'elam Vod, Shem Alekav Ima, Yisru Asmalech Boy, and Vahib Bishurun Melech, only three times Malchus in the whole Chumash of Chumash The last parsha, Vahib Bishurun Melech, among the Yishurun, Jews are called Yishurun, which means straight ones, he becomes a melech. Okay, so he says in parentheses, Yeshurun is Miloshin Shir. Shumibchinis Igulim, Shanushachopchinis Saiviv Kalam, and Vavshadainopchinis Anashamis Kamashalov Machshava. Yeshurun is a shir. A shir means a swung, it also means a, a circle. A shir is like a collar, which is a circle. 
It's the Pchina of Igulim, a song you sing again and again and again and again. This is the Pchina of Saiva. Okay, so all of Machshav. So he says, Vizel Imru Lefonai Malchis Shetamlechuni Alech. That's Pshat Rosh Hashanah. Hashem says, Say before me Malchis to make me a king over you. Shetuchlu Lamlichoi Mepnimius Malchusi is Baruch. It's not just what to do, it's that you could do it. God says, You could make me a king. You could make him a Melech from Pnimius. Let's try to make him a Melech. Make him a melech means he starts over the whole process. The whole creation is a concept of malchus. To become a melech means you have to initiate the process. To initiate the process, you got to go back to the beginning. In other words, Rosh Hashanah, you can't go to Gvuroisov. You have to go to Bekotshoi. Tamlichuni Aleichem means let's start over again. I'm becoming a king over you. Why should I want to become a king over you? You don't add anything to me. There's no connection here. Why should the infinite become finite again? In middle of the year, it's already a system. But Rosh Hashanah, everything goes back to the beginning. So that means the one who makes Hashem a Melech has to be able to go into the place of the Melech that's deeper than being a Melech. If somebody lives in isolation, aloof, sublime, and you want to bring him out, you have to be able to connect to him the way he is in isolation. Because he's, be, he's not brought out yet. So who could bring out Malchus? Only somebody who can go into the Pnimius. Shatam lechuni aleichem means you could make me a Melech. Why could you make me a Melech? Because you affect the Bekotshoi. You affect the deepest relationship so you could bring me out. But this could never happen through words. This is also Zechreinus. What do you have to remember? You remember he said before, you only remember things. You don't remember that which is in front of your eyes. You remember things that are distant. Of course he could remember. It's not a Kiddush that God has a memory. The Kiddush is that he remembers. In other words, it matters. It's, it's meaningful. It's significant. You remember. Once I grew up, there was a Yid who would come with Shoshana. So he was a sharp Jew. He was a very annoyed Amos. He'd come from France. So he was very sharp. Huh? I once went over to him to say, Shalom Aleichem. So... Uh, so he said, Oh, Shalom Aleichem, and he says my name. I was a kid. He said, I say, Igedenkt mir? He says, Not a shkaitan if I guess my came on uh, I said, You remember me? He says, Stupidity you never forget. Uh, important things you forget. Not a shkaitan if I guess my nisht. Okay, so that was his way of giving me uh, Shalom Aleichem, but uh, putting me in my place. But uh, but the truth is, Not a shkaitan, Daf me forgessen, yeah? You really remember my Sayyidim? You remember the ant moved right, the ant moved left? So that's the, after the Malchus, he says, Even though the person may be, he has sinned, so therefore the distance, there's no Tamlichuni. So you could say the bris is over. That's the Kiddush of a bris. The bris is not rational. So even if there's every reason that the friendship should dissolve, he still maintains it. So it's Rosh Hashanah. The Jew says, I'm unworthy. There's no bris. No, Zechroinus means you still remember because there's a bris. But you need the arousal from below to create the arousal from above. How do you do Malchus and Zechrins all Shoifer? The Hainu, Aidei Pnimius Halev. The Shoifer means you have to go into your own Pnimius Halev. As long as you go into your Chitzonius Halev, you're not going to get to the Pnimius. Rosh Hashanah, you go into your own Pnimius Halev. 
You go into the core of your own heart that's beyond Tamvadas. From the depth of the heart to be moired. The regret that comes from the absence of the relationship comes from the deep depth of the heart. And then the Pnimius comes out. As we said before. Okay, we're holding Perik Vav, right? Page 89, Parshas Netzavim, Daf Memhe, Amud Aleph, Memhe, Column 1. We're up to Perik Vav. So Perik He came to a sum, summation of the concept on Rosh Hashanah of Malchias and Zichroinus and Shaitis, <coughs> which are the three major features that the Chazal inserted into Rosh Hashanah based on how they learned Sukkim and Parshas Emmer, as the Zasugim Masech Rosh Hashanah about this, that we also learned a few days ago, Lamed Beis, about the three concepts of Malchias, Zichronis, and Shaifras. <coughs> Al Pipshat, the three concepts. The Sefer Ikrim, Rabbi Yosef Albo says, Al Pipshat, the three concepts are Malchias represents that God created the world, Zichronis means that God cares about the world. The concept of uh, <coughs> the concept of hashgacha and shayfris is the concept of matan taira. of Hashem, that's Malchias, Zechreinus is, there's Hashgacha, there's Divine Providence, and Shaifris represents Matan Torah, which was with Hashaifah, which is Torah and Hashemayim. And each one is a different feature, but it represents the foundation of Yiddishkeit, that there's a Creator, God exists. Number two, there's Providence, there's Hashgacha, He knows what's happening, He cares about what's happening. That's the kind of, the schar, there's oinish, there's accountability, there's a relationship between the Creator and the Creation. That's Zechreinus, Atazoycher. And Shoifris is that he communicated to humanity and to the Jewish people a blueprint how to live. You could believe in God, you could believe that there's divine providence, but Torah is not Menashemayim. So that's the three concepts of Malchus, Zechreinus, and Shoifris articulated, articulated on Rosh Hashanah. The truth is, if you dive in the Musaf of Rosh Hashanah, I think I mentioned this, it's Kedai, those who don't understand, those who don't... Uh, have a good mastery of the Hebrew tongue of Lashon Kodesh, it's kedai to take a magza in English and understand the Musaf of Rosh Hashanah. Because the introduction that we give to the Pesukim of Malchias, the introduction we give to the Pesukim of Zechreinus, and the introduction that we give to the Pesukim of Shoifris really encapsulates the foundational uh, beliefs and axioms of Jewish existence and Jewish consciousness. It's the challenge of people who grew up with it that they often don't take note of what anything means. The Siddha, by definition, is a closed book. It's just a book meant to read words and not to understand or experience. But the truth is, especially every davening, but especially the Musaf of Rosh Hashanah, those introductions that the Chazal put in to Malchi, Zechrenes, and Shoifres, it gives a, a very powerful 
presentation intellectually and emotionally and experientially to Jewish consciousness. The words that are chosen, if you understand it in Lashon Kodesh, is Gewaldic, and if not, you could take a look in English and uh, either read it in English or at least review it in English. No, the Psukim is the next stage. Before the Psukim, they give an introduction. Before the Psukim. Ata Niglesa Banan Kvoidecha Min Hashamaya Mishmatam Koyleka. Before you get to the Psukim, there's a whole big paragraph and introduction to Zechreinus and Shaifras. Huh? is how Zechreinus begins. So that's what the Sefer Ikrim says, Al Pipshat, existence of Hashem, Hashgacha, and Tayyam and Hashemayim. Three major features of Judaism. Remember, the Ikrim didn't hold like the Rambam that there were 13 principles of faith. He argued with the Rambam. He held there was no need for 13 principles. You just had a few principles and that was it. Malchi, Zechreinus, and Shepherds already encapsulates everything else. The Rambam fleshes out the principles into 13 pieces, the 13 animamans, the Yudgimel Ikr. Here in this Maimah, the Balatanya takes it one step further, exploring it al Pipnimius, al Derechanister. And here the idea is is that on Rosh Hashanah the Jew Kivayachal creates the Malchus of Hashem. The first Rosh Hashanah had happened from above, but every Rosh Hashanah since the currently it happens it happens from below, Zikhroinas follows Malchus and the summation is Shaifras. And what was the Nekudah? The Nekudah was that L'cha'ayda Mitzad Hashem, he's not Shaykh to be a Melech on us because Ein Melech Beloyam, there's no king without a people. But the people have to be on a frequency, on the same frequency like the king. That you can even say that he is a king over them. You're not going to say a person is a king over a rock or over a speck of dust or over a drop of rain or over a fleck of snow. The two are not be'erech to say you're a melech, even though you rule it. You could do whatever you want with it. But the name malchus, the name royalty, the name kingship, the name leadership doesn't apply here because they're completely not in the same frequency. Even more than that is the distance between creator and creation. So the whole concept of shatam lichuni aleichem is a chiddush. It's a revolutionary chiddush. And that's why... Uh, Moshe Rabbeinu, when he speaks of Rosh Hashanah, Al-Pipnimius, Atam Nitzavim Hayoyim, which according to many Mepharshim is a remez for Rosh Hashanah, even though it's not a pshat. He talks about right away, Atam Nitzavim Hayoyim Kulchem. It's the day that all the Neshamas come back to the Ein Soif, and therefore there's complete achdos. And and la'avrecha bibris Hashem alakecha. Laman hakim oischa <laughs> on both levels. The Chris's bris, which is the bris, the covenant, which is beyond rationality, <coughs> created a relationship between the Jew and the Pnimius of Einsaif. What we call And because of that, there is a deep, deep connection to the point that Hashem could say, Shatamlichuni Alechem. Make me your melech. 
to be ma'ayre, to evoke kevayochel in his pnimiyas, the concept of malchus. V'yalu zechroinchem lefonai letoiva, to create, to generate the gilui of this zikoran atazoichem, ayseolam, from the pnimiyas of Ein Soif. And the method is always through the shoifer. The shoifer is the tzayka, the outcry that comes from the pnimiyas alev, from the core of the heart that transcends tam vedas, it comes from the pnimiyas of the person, from that place, which is l'cha malibi, bakshu fonoi, which reaches into espanecha Hashem And now he continues. This is the meaning of another pasuk. For shakal bepeles harim agvoyes b'meznayim. This is the Haftar of Shabbos Nachamu. Yeshaya Hanavi, Isaiah chapter 40, Yeshaya Perik Mem. Yeshaya says, Mi modad Who can measure with their gate water and with their pinky the heavens? And he says, Vishakal Bepelis Harim, describing Hashem, he weighs mountains on a scale. Pelis is a scale. Ugvoyas and hills, the Maznayim, on a smaller scale, on a balance. Shakal Bapelis Harim, and he weighed mountains with a scale, which obviously represents the grandeur of the creator of the mountains. And hills, Gvoyas, are smaller mountains, but Moiznaim in a balance. Mountains and hills represent two forms of Ava, of affection. A mountain is elevated earth, a hill is also elevated earth. Symbolically, when a person loves, their heart swells, their heart becomes larger, it becomes mountainous, it protrudes in the sense that it gravitates towards somebody. The introvert, gvura, is contraction. Ava, chesed, is expansion, expansiveness. So the mountain, which is basically the earth, elevated, inspired, represents the ahava, where the, the human heart expands, it grows, it swells, and it protrudes with an affection towards somebody, and it picks up the person, it inspires the person. But there are hills and there are mountains, harim and gvoyas. Ki beis p'chines haim, harim and gvoyas. Gvoyas heim b'madrigosan l'matim p'chines harim. Both physically and spiritually, gvoyas are lower than harim. Gvoyas are usually translated as hills or mounds, and Horim are translated as mountains. You're not going to call Mount Everest a Giva, or the Himalayas a Giva. You'll call it a Har, a mountain, yes. Even lower than the even mountains, lower than the Himalayas and Mount Everest are called mountains. But a Giva is a, is a, is, is a lower mountain, a lower hill. <laughs> In Zoyer it says, Rashi says, Meirosh, so Chazal say Rashi brings Gvoyas are the Imohis Imon who receive from the Harim. What's the difference when it comes to love? Giva is also love. The heart swells with love. But it's back to the love that we associate with the externalities of the heart. Hanilkach mitam vedas which is taken, which is derived, which is born from reasoning, from rationale, from perception. From meditating, from contemplating the infinity of God, 
because he's great. Kiravu. <laughs> in other words, there's a lot to be misboinen. And when one has the proper misboinenus, the emotions, the heart swells up with a love that we call a hill-like love, a giva. So there's passion, there's emotion, there's inspiration. The heart swells, it grows, it, it expands. Ava generally expands. <coughs> it's, a, it's a form of expansiveness. But what is this? This is the giva, which is the Ava Bechitsoini Yisalev, that comes from Tam Vedas. It comes from awareness, from understanding. As explained before, the more there's the awareness of the divine in everything, one's emotions gravitate to the truth of every being, including the truth of I, which is the va'ata, which is mechaya eskulam. And since every single nivra is really an expression of divine light, va'ata mechaya eskulam, the ziv, the ray of the divine, as explained, and that's where our hasaga can reach. Every nivra lefi erkoi, the way we define Hashem, that is called the chitsoinius halev, the God that we define within our terms and our experiences, which is measured according to our capacity, and that's why we call it an external heart. Again, it's not so external, it's pretty deep, but what calls it external is because it reaches into the chitsoinius of Elokos, and therefore it reaches into the chitsoinius halev. The chitsoinius halev accesses the chitsoinius of Elokos. What do we mean by the chitsoinius of Elokos? The way a lakus is measured and custom made and enclosed within the characteristics of every creature infinitely and with all of its diversity, and that is Bainanusing Dulz Hashem Kiravu creates this Ava which is called the Giva the Hill. Every love has a prerequisite. You have to refine your soul. You have to be able to feel love. If a person's heart is plugged, for example, when you're angry. When you're full of anger, you can't experience love. When you're very frustrated or annoyed, it's very, it doesn't mean it's not there. You can't feel it. You can't experience. More deeper loves, the more the soul is refined, the more ava you could feel. People who are very, very refined are filled with love. People who are less refined can't experience. It's harder for them. So he says, To refine a soul, that it should be able to be illuminated with the light, with the lichtekeit of this Ava. One needs to draw down on himself, on his soul, the light of Torah and The Zoyar says that the 248 positive commandments are the 248 organs of the king. What does it mean, 248 organs of the king, the limbs of the king? Just like a body has many limbs, and each limb accesses and draws forth and gives you access to the human personality, to the human soul, the arm and the eyes and the nose and the mouth, each limb according to its capacity. Each mitzvah is basically a channel for divine energy. It's like a limb of the king. The Ramach represents the outer organs, Torah represents the Evarim HaPnimim, the internal organs. This explains why Chazal say the Mishnah and Peah that we say in the morning, Masech Tepeah. The Salmo Torah connected Kulam, the learning of Torah, trumps them all. The outer organs are crucial to life, but the life of the soul depends 
even more on the internal organs, and therefore halachically in Hilchas Trefa, we have the concept of Nikevosan, if they're perforated, but Masha, even a tiny perforation, endangers the life, could create terminal illness or absolute death. Where the outer organs, certainly a, a, a hole or a perforation is not uh, the way to go, but it won't endanger, it won't endanger necessarily the life. So therefore, Torah and Mitzvah represents Evarim the Malk, one represents Evarim HaChitzoinim, Torah represents Evarim HaPnimim, the inner chios of the Evarim HaPnimim, the inner organs. You have like the lungs, <coughs> etc., as it brought in Hilchas as the lungs and similar. Evarim HaPnimim, where they're so sensitive, even a small hole could chalila spell catastrophe and disaster. So he says, Veheim heim commercial kaf moiznayim. They are like the scale. Kaf moiznayim sheshoiklin bechavzu. You weigh with this uh, side of the scale. What is it called? The kaf. The, the pan. Huh? The pan of the, the, pan of the scale. The noistim. The cup is also fine. Yeah, kaf, cup. The noistim masa bekaf ashnia And then you create a burden. You put a pekel, a... A masa, something heavy on the other side of the scale, to be able to balance it out. So he says, Torah and mitzvahs could look like a burden sometimes. It's called a masa. Masa means a burden. When you put the burden on one side of the scale, what happens? The other side lifts up. So he says, through the burden of Torah and mitzvahs, machriya kafa ava. It creates the kafa ava, the other side of love, lahoyed al nafshet to illuminate your soul. Sometimes a burden which you think schleps you down really is schlepping you up, is pulling you up. So for the person to be able to experience this type of ava that comes from tam vedas, which is chitzonius alev, they need the, the giva. What's the moiznayim? This Ava, you need a refined soul. The refined soul to be able to be sensitive to the divine. Torah and Mitzvah sensitizes the soul to the divine. So therefore, they can experience this type of Ava that comes from Va'ata Mechaya Eskula. But if a person doesn't have this Masa of Torah and Mitzvah, so then that Kaf, that other side of the scale, could never lift up. Dafka through the burden of Torah and Mitzvah, it's a burden, but really what it does is, it elevates the soul like a hill to be able to experience this type of Av. This is for Av This is for Av You said the Torah is Av unless he means Torah Mitzvah, he means... Evorim hapnimim. Evorim hapnimim. He's not referring here to Megeh Chitzonis Pnimim Yisalev. In that, when we say Mitzvahs are Amach Evorim the Malka, he says that's all Mitzvahs. In Evorim itself, you have two types of Evorim. You have the inner organs of the body, what we call the vital organs, and then you have the outer organs of the body which are also very, very critical. But that's the difference of Torah and Mitzvahs. <coughs> every Mitzvah channels divine energy, like every Aver channels divine energy. But Torah is the inner Chiyus, the Talmud Torah Keneget Kula. Just like sometimes a person, you know, without outer organs, they could live. Without the inner organs, their life is over. So what do we see from here? the way we have to understand what the mass of Torah and Mitzvahs is, essentially it's like a scale. There's a two types of, there's a burden I put on you, 
that just crushes you. It keeps you down. And then there's a burden that you carry that lifts you up. The Gemara says in Saita about the Aaron. Ha'aren, noisei es noisof. The ark would carry its carriers. You thought you were carrying it. In other words, you're doing the Aaron a favor. But really, you were carried by carrying it. By carrying this masa, you become transported. There are certain burdens in life that if you carry them, you become burdened. And there are certain burdens in life that if you carry them, you become light. They carry you. You think you're carrying them, but really in turn, they carry you because they transport you to a place where without them you would have never be able to reach. When you look at Torah Mitzvah L'cha'ira, it's full of limitations, it's full of laws. What does that have to do with love? You're telling me you can't experience the love of creation without Torah Mitzvah? L'cha'ira Torah Mitzvah is detailed. It's very detailed oriented. But that's the Chiddush. When you want to have the hills, which hills? The Av of Chitzayni Yisalev, you need the Moiznayim to be able to be Mezachich Esanefesh. To give an example for this, an example we once heard uh, from the Lubavitcher Rebbe, he spoke about laser technology. When laser technology came out, laser technology is very interesting. You can today do surgeries without making a physical incision. The laser power, the laser beams penetrate the body and can manipulate and heal situations without literally, without the knife, without the cut. Stones, rocks, the laser technology is fabulous. So he spoke then, the Mishnah says in Perkyovus, The Mishnah says, who is free? Somebody who learns. Ostensibly, it doesn't seem that way. It's on the contrary. What do we call uh, a frayid? Fray means a free Jew. Is a frayid? Yeah, because <laughs> he's free. Many people often look at Yiddishkeit as the ultimate burden. It's not fray for kert. Everything Shulchan Aruch has what to say to you. Somebody once told me I can't even decide which nails I cut first. I won't even tie my shoelaces. You even get involved with that. Even in the bathroom, the Shulchan Aruch has what to say. Do this, you do it. This way, Megalat. All the halachas. So, uh, every, everywhere it has what to say. So that's called free. That's called a tremendous burden. So the Rebbe said then that in laser technology, you see something very interesting. How does laser technology work? Every object emits light. So every single object has tremendous light that comes from the object. However, every object, the light gets squandered in all directions. The light goes here, the light goes there. And because of that, the light is comp- the power of the light is compromised because it's all over the place. What does, the, what does laser technology do? It harnesses all the light and focuses it in one direction, unleashing its full momentum and power not allowing the light to be squandered in all directions. When you compel, when you focus, when you channel, when you harness the light in one direction, all of its internal strength and power can emerge. And when you have that power, you could perform surgeries with that light. Where without that technology, the light just goes all over the place. So on one level, the laser technology limits. It limits, it creates a tremendous limit. It doesn't allow the light to go here, the light to go there. On the other hand, by doing that, what does it do? It unleashes 
the true koyach, the true utzma, the, the true intensity and prowess that exists in the light, which would not be there if the light would go in all places. When you look at a human life, a human life is filled with light. But human life is also chaotic. People who don't live disciplined lives, right? They have a lot of light. You have this a lot of times with artists. Tremendous creativity and tremendous... But it's all over the place. I sleep when I want. I eat what I want. I do what I want. So what happens? There's a lot of light in you, but it's squandered. It's pure chaos. What Torah Mitzvah tries to do is not crush the person's light. Limit the various the various aspects of a human being that the full infinite strength and power of the human soul can emerge and then you can take over the world. <laughs> then your light becomes infinite. So it's not there to limit. The limit is there in order to produce infinity, in order to unleash the true, true power that we know exists even in a, in a little tiny atom. If you just know how to access the power, you can change the world. That's what we see here. On one level, you have the mass of Torah Mitzvahs, which you put on the scale. What happens? The other side gets uplifted. What does it mean you get uplifted? Through this burden, it's not a burden to keep you down. It's a burden to bring you up. Of course, for a person to appreciate this, you have to have the right hashkafa of what Torah Mitzvah is. You have, to, you have to understand what it is. If you don't understand what it is, it could just look like one burden, another burden, endless, endless burdens that don't stop. If one understands what it is, one sees that essentially it's a blueprint. Torah is the laser techno- the spiritual laser technology of the world, trying to bring out the deepest light in every human being, in every Jew, and in the world. And how do you bring out their deepest light, their deepest koyach? For this, there's Shasam Mitzvah Loisasa, there's Ramach Mitzvah etc. That's the Kaf Moiznayim, the Shokal Bepela Son of Magvoyz Bemoiznayim. Aval, Bchinnis, Madregis Harim. There was an Indian poet who once said that, uh, he said a beautiful line. If you want a violin, or a harp, or a guitar, to produce its beautiful melodies, there's one condition. The condition is that the strings have to be tied down. If somebody cuts all the chords of the violin so that everything is loose and free and no inhibitions, it's wonderful. The violin indeed is free, but music will not come out. No music will come out. It's from tying down the chords that the music comes out. Now, unfortunately, if all the violin knows is that it has to tie down its chords, nobody teaches it about its music, so that's the tragedy of religion often, that the whole definition of religion is metarnish, 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 this chord tied down, this, everything is no, 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 no. You don't even know that it's all there in order to create the music, in order to produce the music. But the point is, you need the chords tied down to produce the music. That's the scale, the marshal what the scale represents. Then you have mountains, not hills. These are the tall mountains. Now you're getting ready to Mount Everest. This is the love that doesn't come from Tamandas. This is the love, what we spoke about, the Pinimius Halev, 
the love that is beyond tam, beyond reason. The love of reason is a love that's logical. I process you through my mind, and based on that I develop an emotion. As we spoke, many relationships. I hear what you're saying based on what I understand, and that's the you that I grasp. It's basically one that is processed through my filters. The Ava This Ava is even deeper than Torah Mitzvahs. The Zohar says, Oiraisa Torah comes from Chachma. This Ava is It's beyond Chachma. So here you have the relationship, Even Torah Mitzvahs, we say they're the organs of the king. They're the Chach, Torah is the Chachma of Hashem. The Chachma of Hashem already is some form of articulation of the Ein Soif, even though he is dealing with Chachma of Ein Soif. The Pnimiyas Alev, the Av of Pnimiyas Alev, is rooted in the Chelek Hashem Amma, in the Chris's Bris, in the Chris's Bris. Hinei Anoichi Koyrus Bris, Neget Kol Amcha Esa Neflois, Nefleisa Avos Chali, which is beyond any Tam, which is beyond any Das. It's the intimate core of the Jewish soul, which is a violin, so to speak, that senses the music of the core of the divine, which is beyond how he processes it within Tambadas. And thus, only. In the first we said the prerequisite is Torah Mitzvah. This type of one can't reach only through Torah Mitzvah. Here you need the shoifer. What's the shoifer? The shoifer is the tshuva that comes from the depth of the heart, which is beyond the human being's das. And what actually brings out the panemius halev is the distance. When the person experiences the distance that he has from the panemius, like we learned, Halalukel Bekatshoi, Berikia Uzloi, Begvuroisov, Kiroiv Gudloi. Then there's the take, Maseka Shoifer, the Shoifer that wants to reach back into the truth, to the core. Sha'oz Meirachaik Dafka Hashem Nirelikana. Quotes a Pasik from Yirmi, he quoted it earlier. From the distance Hashem will be visible to me. So the Diokir is Dafka from the Richok. It's the sense of distance that creates the deep yearning from the Oime Kalev that I want to connect to you, and I want to connect to you not in a rational way. I want to connect from the deepest me to the deepest you. V'zel inyan pelas. And that's why here the word that's used is v'shakal ba'pelas harem. He weighs the mountains, not the hills. The hills was meznayim, that we learned about. Now we go to the, pel- the, the, the harem. Pirush, shehua mishkal, this is also the scale, shall eitz aruch. Of a long, long uh, eights, a long piece of wood, uritsuyus tluyan bereishayim. Straps are suspended on the top. Shekoyin in Yiddish, it's called bezemin. Shesham over there, shoyklinus hadover hanitin boy, where you weigh that object which is placed in the scale. Va'ariches ve'koyved ha'eights umerchako yuwa machriya, and the length and the pressure of this beam, of this piece of wood, and its distance is what is machria, is what creates the scale. That's what creates the pressure. What is this in the nimshal? Anybody knows what this is? <laughs> huh? 
the effect it has on you is dafka further. The no, no, I'm saying the marshal. What what is he describing? Pasha, the type right, of yeah. Uh, that if you have a scale, if the length of the thing on top of the balance is short, there's not a lot of pull, pull of gravity. But if you have a very long horizontal right. pole, then it's uh, you know, and you put a weight on it, it really, really pull a longer seesaw is harder. You know, than you know. The, the it's a longer seesaw. But I'm wondering, what's your Ritsuyas Tluyam Berosha Shekoyan Bezeman? A Bezim in Yiddish is a broom. But what, what, what is he talking about? The Ritsuyas Tluyam Berosha. It's a scale that hangs from a hook with strings and a bowl. The longer the tree, like the longer the seesaw, right, the more powerful the scale is. It really goes down. The shorter it is. No, it has a long, yeah, much longer at Sua. Probably. So he says, Arichus, Arichus, the length, the Kovid Ha'etz, and the pressure of the tree, Umerchake, and its distance, Hu Amachre, that's what creates the Hachra. That's a palace. A whole, a Meznayim is a small scale, which the Mepharshim say. And a palace is a huge scale. A palace is this, that's what I think. A regular scale would be the same. A palace would be like this. So the longer this is, the more it weighs down. And so you can the hold the leverage that weighs down. That's what it seems to be. I guess it hangs from the Ritzuas. That's what it sounds like. Okay. He's describing here, Agansa Mais. In the Mepharshim it says, in the Mepharshim and Avat Yeshaya, that Harim are huge, so that's why he uses the word palace. And Gvoyas are much smaller, they're hills, not mountains, so he uses the words Maznai. So he says, what's the name? Shalkach, Ali So here it's about the distance. The fact that the eights is so long from one side to the other side, so it really, really goes down very low, and it really goes up very, very high. So he says, The frustration in the soul. On the distance. The profound distance from Hashem by the Akira Saratsun by uprooting the will Mimashaya Takua by Bidhila from what he was etched in Lichathil, he was really connected to something by uprooting that Humaidas. The distance, the Rikhuk, the Shoifer, the Chuva Miumkad Liba creates on the other side the tremendous love that is infinite beyond Tamvadas. It's like the two extremes. In many ways it's the sense of of of, of the lowness, the Rikhuk. The, the sense of regret, the that is what triggers and brings out a much deeper pnimius, which brings out Kavayachal and Hashem, that what you experience is the love from the pnimius halev, the krisis bris, the David and Yoinison love, the nefleisa avas chalimayavas noshim. And that only comes dafka through the shoifer. It's beyond oisius. That's an ava that's beyond oisius, beyond dibur, it's beyond tamvadas. There's no, there's no chitzonius halav there. That's the pchin of bakshu fonoi. That's what happens with the shayfer. That's the power of the shayfer. So lechayre, the person thinks he's so distant, he's so far. It's that distance you see in those huge scales. The seesaw goes really, really down, all the way down. Whoop! The other one flies up. The other one flies up all the way, not to gvoyus, but to the pchin of harim. V'shokel batelus harim. Versus the Gvoyas B'mezna'im. The Gvoyas B'mezna'im is the Av of Chitzayinius Alev called Gvoyas, which you also have a scale. That's Teirah Mitzvah, the burden of Teirah Mitzvah, which refines the love to experience the divine in creation. 
it's the palace, the tshuva meyumka, the libe, the yirida, the sense of meirachek Hashem nearly, the akiras harotzoin, the uprooting the will from, from an addiction that makes him feel so distant that allows for the pnimiyas halev, for the pnimiyas halev to emerge. Min hameitza karasa yutke, anani bamerchav yutke. What is this in a person's life? One example of this would be that sometimes, sometimes, we see here a fascinating idea that it's virichuk, it's the sense of distance, it's the miridus shebenafsha. It's, to use the seesaw example or the scale example, it's the fact that he goes all the way down and he feels completely distanced from the source. <coughs> And his rotzoin gets uprooted from what it was etched in lechatchila. That sense of uh, of remorse or regret or humility is so powerful that it touches the depth of the person's heart that he can't explain or access rationally, and therefore it touches and triggers in Hashem also the averabel yoinishalamaylam and atamvedas. There are those elements in people's lives that work. They function, they operate well. Things are organized, structured. You got it figured out. You got your relationships figured out. You got your life figured out. You got your marriage figured out. I don't know anybody here, but things are figured out more or less. You got your career figured out. Things are with Tom Vidas. You even got God figured out on some level at least in your imagination, at least on some level, and we're talking here even of the great spiritual sensitive soul who appreciates the Va'ata Machaya Eskula. What the Shoifer represents is the outcry that comes, the fact that the person got nothing figured out. What they feel is pain. What they feel is that they're unsettled. What they feel is that they're not comfortable. They feel distant. And they, what happens is their will may have been focused on something for a long time and they uproot their will from that because they're, they're just annoyed with it, they're disgusted with it. And in that sense, we're l'cha'ayra, there's no tam vidas. We're l'cha'ayra, they don't have it figured out. What that triggers is within them a hergish, a feeling that comes from the pnimius, from umka deliba, and therefore it affects the relationship with Hashem also on that level, which is the Avel Yoyna beyond Tam Vedas. And this is Davke from the Richuk. That's the Kaila Shaif. We say in Barchi Nafshi and Tehillim Kuv Dalit, the great mountains that Hashem created for the wild goats. You ever went on tall mountains and you see the wild goats jumping off cliffs? So David HaMelech marvels, Harim HaGvoyim LaYe'elim Sloyim Machsel HaShvanim The rocks are a refuge for the Shvanim, for the rabbits. But Harim HaGvoyim, the steep mountains LaYe'elim for the wild goats. So he teaches here at Taich Pidush, Pchin is Harim HaGvoyim how do you access the tall mountains? Nimshech alamata yideya elim. Shubchinis koil hashoifer, kishoifer shede shashana shayoil poshut, shubchinis chuvam emekalev kama. The Gemara says in Rosh Hashanah, the Mishnah says, Rabbi Yehuda Aimer, the shoifer we use for Rosh Hashanah is shayoil poshut. From a wild goat and a straight shoifer, not curved. That's the shit of Rabbi Yehuda. 
The Allah is talking not like Rabbi Yehuda. I mean, but the Yevud, according to most Paiskim, it's fine. The Allah is, we use Shal'ayil Kofuf. We use from a ram's horn. That's Kofuf, that's curved. But Rabbi Yehuda holds, Shoifu Shereshashana, Shal'yoyil Pasha. So the Balatanya says, Harim Hagvoyim Layelim. You want to access Harim Hagvoyim. What's Harim Hagvoyim? Harim Hagvoyim is the Ava. Lamaylamitam Vadas. How do you access that Ava? It's through Ya'elim. Ya'elim is the Koyla Shoifu. The shofar is the yoel poshut, which is the pchinas tshuva meyoy mekalef. Veloshin yoel, uloshin aliyah. The word yoel is associated with aliyah. Shemayla saw the pchinas madregas avach shalomayla menadas. It elevates the person to a love that is beyond rationality. Uposhut. Rabbi Huda says it has to be straight, not curved. So the Gemara says, the chol mad poshut libet feyadif. The Gemara says, what are the two shittas if the shofar should be straight? Or the shayfar should be curved. One shita holds. The more kfifus halev, the more you bend the heart better. Rabbi Yehuda holds, kol madapashit libet feyadif. The more the heart is straight now, it is better. So he teaches, what's pashit? I know, lif shayta sa'ava mis lapshusa beguf. Pashit means to, uh, to, uh, Literally means to metastasize as an English word. As an English metastasize. Lifshaita sa'ava. To spread out. Hafshata. Straight. To spread out the ava from its enclosement in the body. The ava shouldn't be limited. It shouldn't be bent. It shouldn't be confined. It should be poshet. It should be removed from any limitation. Diffused, yeah. Limser nafshil Hashem aliskalul ba'echad to become completely submerged in the one. So shayfur shereshashon is yoel. It you want to go to the place of lemaylamitam v'das. Okay, that's the baskel to the to the etzim of the ein soif. How poshet? You want the ava pshuta. You don't want the complex ava that is convoluted and bent, and carved, and concocted, and rationalized, and explained, and internalized, within the confines of the person. Shatam lichuni aleichim is, on Rosh Hashanah, through the shoifer, the Jew triggers the deepest place, kevayochel and atzmus, that's beyond any realm. You go back to Bekotshoi, to the Kel Elyon, higher than Rekia, higher than Gvoroisov, higher than Kiroiv Gudloi. That's the Atazoyche Maisa Olam, that ability that you remember my Yoelam, it's so distant, Ani Hashem I define myself in terms of you because you ultimately reach into that essence. That's the Yoel, Poshet. Harim Hagvoyim comes out through Yoelam, through the Shoifer, which is Shoifer, that's the shit of Rabbi Yudin Shoifer. The Gvoyis, that's the Ava of Chitzayni Yisalev. But the Harim, Bapelis Harim, is through the Oymek And how does a person reach there? It's not Torah and Mitzvah, it's Tshuva. The difference of Torah and Mitzvah and Tshuva, Torah and Mitzvah is a functional life. Tshuva comes from dysfunction. Tshuva comes from broke. Why do you do Tshuva? You don't do Tshuva when things... The concept of Tshuva means that there's brokenness in life. There's things you don't figure out. Tshuva comes from confusion. Tshuva comes from bewilderment. Bewilderment. Tshuva comes from crisis. Tshuva comes from problems, from challenges. Huh? From Eridus. There's a frustration in life. Torah mitzvahs is the blueprint of God for humanity. But Hashem knows that life also has other elements in it. That's the Koyach HaTshuva. So Tshuva paradoxically reaches into that place 
because it's the frustration which challenges the person to say, you know what, I don't know anything. All I know is I feel pain, I feel disgusted, I feel frustrated. That's what I feel. I don't have it figured out. It's not in Tam Vedas. That's the shoifer, and therefore he doesn't have oasis. In real, real pain and frustration, there's no oasis. Like the primal scream. The primal scream, it's primal, it's very primal. And it takes over the body. I once read a very interesting uh, research paper that was done by a whole uh, association of therapists and psychologists. They asked, how do you know, do you know on the first session of therapy the person is going to make progress or he's just going to stay there for and uh, do nothing? So what was fa- fascinating, one of the th- things they saw for many years is that if the person comes in the first time and he has everything figured out, then it's usually a hopeless situation. For every question, he has an answer. He knows exactly what he's feeling, why he's feeling, how it happened, when it happened. And it's all figured out. It's a hopeless situation. If he comes and he looks at you, he doesn't know what hit him. Then actually there's a lot of hope. Why? This is the Nakuda. Because all healing comes from a place where one surrenders, where one gives up control where one allows the deeper love that's Lamaila Mitam Vedas to take over, to touch real reality. So when everything is working, you don't have to go there. Your system got it good. Torah mitzvahs. Tshuva means when it's not working. So paradoxically, that's what creates the oimek halev. There's still a connection. I don't know what it is, but there's a connection. That's the chelik Hashem Amoy that's still connected. And that's what the shoifer represents. So you don't have, I don't have words. I don't have explanations. I don't have words. I don't know. I can't explain anything. All I can do is scream. All I can do is scream. This is tshuva. This tshuva brings out the ava. Tshuva is the ava. It's really one thing. By the Megillah, yeah? What was he screaming? Esther sent him clothes. Yeah, he was wearing a sack. So Esther sent him clothes. What was he screaming? What was the nature? There's nuschoyes of tefila. We daven by tanesim aneinu. There's gonna slichas. There's anul aneinus. What was Mordechai screaming? Once heard a word from Rabbi Yitzchak Kutner. So like this, the Gemara says in Yuma that uh, the Anshe Knesset Sakdoila did away with the Nusach of Tefillah. Moshe Rabbeinu says in Parshas Veschan on Ekev, Hakel Hagodol Hagibur Vahanoira. Daniel and Yirmiya deleted it. No Gibber, no Noira. Why? They saw the Churban and they felt they didn't see Hashem as a Gibber or as a Noira. Not strong and not awesome. The Goyim took over, they destroyed the Jewish people. Where's Gibber? Where's God's power? Where's Naira? They took it out. How could they change the Nusach of Moshe? And for the Gemara, they knew that the definition of God is truth, and therefore they wouldn't lie. Their experience of Hashem did not include Agibah Vanera. They did not see Hashem's Gvura, Hashem's Yira. They can't say it. They knew he's true and therefore they're not going to lie. They're not going to make believe that they're experiencing what they're not experiencing.
Okay. Anche Knesset Sagdoyle, Hechziru Atara they brought it back. Mardechai was before. Mardechai was at the end of the Golos Bavel of Shiva Mishana. So the Hagibur and Anoida wasn't brought back yet. So the Nusach was completely, uh, forget, it was gone. They took it away. The Nusach that was cherished by Jews was gone. So Mordechai at the Davin says, He says, He says, A Nusach I don't have, but screaming I could scream. The Nusach at Philly didn't have. So that's the, say, that's the concept. There's no Dibur. This is the Pchin of Harim HaGvoyim La'ya'elim. So therefore, it's the Shoifer that is Ma'oyda the Tamlichuni. If you go with words, how are you going to get into God? We are going to get to the Bekotche with words. Words can only bring you to a place, at best, of confined structure. We are going to get to the Tamlichuni Aleichem. It's a funny thing. You learn the Gemara. So here we have, a, everybody learns this Gemara. God says, make me your king. How? Through blowing shoifer. How do you make somebody a king through blowing shoifer? Do Okay, now you became a king. Well, what's this? It's a joke. You want me to be a king? Say, my king. Scream, Yechia Melech, like the Navi says. They scream, Yechia Melech, David Lo'elam. What's this? B'shoifer, B'meber Shoifer. Malchi is Chroinus. It's strange. But the word is through words. How, do you, how, do you, how are you going to get to the Damlechuni through words? How will words... Reach into his core, which is Bekotra. It's impossible. So, how is it Tamlichuni Aleichem? It's only one Nakudim. It's how the Chris is bris. That's Lamaila Metam Vedas. There's a deep, deep connection. That's beyond Tam Vedas. The Tamlichuni Aleichem is only when you reach into that space by reaching into your space of that Lamaila Metam Vedas. That's why you have to speak also about the Zechroinus. That's the Chris is bris. Who remembers things that are so distant? I'm not connected to these things. They're irrelevant to me. No. Once this Tamlichuni Aleichem, this Zichroinus. But it's always through Shoifris. Always by member Shoifri. The Horim HaGvoyim, it's Layeelim. And that's the Poshet. It's not a Kofof, it's Poshet. It's that the Avish should be removed from all curves, from all bends. It should be simple. There's no words. This Ava is very, very simple. It washes over the person. It's very not complicated. It's very not sophisticated. It's an Ava Pshut. It's a Shoifer. It's a wild goat. And it's a simple, it's a straight. You ever saw a wild goat's horn? Yoel Poshet. It's not the, the Lebedeke Shoifers with all the curves. The Pchin of Pshittas. So he finishes, he says, V'zeu, that's what, uh, 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 back to Moshe, he continues, They are the mountains. What do we say in the Haggadah from Yeshua? Your forefathers lived on the other side of the river. Here he goes again. <laughs> What's the Nahar? Nahar is Yoitzimayedin Lashkasa Sagana Misham Yiparit. What's the river? Let's go back to the first river. The first river comes out from Eden to irrigate the garden, Umisham, and from there the river splits into four. You have the Tigris, Euphrates, Chidekel Pras, Gichoin, and Pishon. You remember the rivers? 
So the river comes into the Gan and it splits into four. So he says, Like or which is refreshing. The nar is the or that's refracted, it's reflected through a prism. The beginning of diversity, which is all based on the Ein Saif, coming out to be able to be comprehension of Nevraim, so this period. What's the other side of the river? Your fathers come from the other side of the river. Before the river comes out of Eden, from that space, that's where he made the oath with you. That's where he made the Christus Bris with you, to be your God and you'll be his nation. In other words, from his core, from the place that's beyond the Nar, from the other side of the Nar. was an oath. An oath is also a commitment beyond rationality. You can't break an oath. And it was an oath to who Lavoisecha. represents in every Jew the Avram Yitzchak which are called the Great Mountains. This is the Avashalamayla Metam Vedas on the other side of the river. Halalukel Bekotchoy. That's from where the relationship is, and that's why you could reach into that place. Kitzer was written by the Tzamach the grandson of the Balatanya, his daughter's son. Many Maimorim, he wrote a Kitzer at the end, an abbreviated Sachakal of everything. Yeah. If you have the Kitzer, you read the Kitzer, it's like a fast Chazara, all the main uh, like bullet points of, uh, of the entire Maimor. Yeah. It's in all the different printings? Yeah. Lakut Torah was published by the Tzavach Tzadik. On Not at all, but on many Maimorim, he made a Kitzer. Especially more intricate and detailed Maimorim, he made a Kitzer. And you'll see the Kitzer has six sections corresponding to the six chapters. The Maimon has six chapters. So Aleph summarizes the first chapter and this. Let's talk to learn the Kitzer. Let's learn the Kitzer and then we'll move on. This Kitzer is from the Tzamech Tzadik. Which page? Amud Aleph, or page 89. So the Maimon finished. The Maimon concluded. If you could say on this Maimon, it's finished. And the Kitzer is an abbreviation, a summation, a tamtsis of the Maimon. As I said, written by the Tzamech Tzadik. Aleph. First ois, it's mamish, he just summarizes. Pirish, Nitzavim Kulchem. First ois, he explains the Pasek Atem Nitzavim Ayom Kulchem. Al derech bis asef chuli yachad, referring to the Pasek, Vayibishurim melech bis asef rasha yamachad shuf to Yisrael. Liyos lachadim ebli yimatzi adam reish v'sef. That Atem Nitzavim Ayom Kulchem, Moshe addresses the Jewish people from a perspective, a state of consciousness, where there's no head and there's no toe. There's no beginning and there's no end. As he explained at length, that anybody who's connected to the world of Kedusha, in the real world of Kedusha, there's never an absolute hierarchy. You're on the top, essentially, and I'm on the bottom. We have different functions, we have different roles, but just like in a healthy body, the head is a head, and it gives to the foot, and on other level, the head receives from the foot. And any normal person doesn't look at the foot and say, you know, I don't really need your stick garbage, let me just amputate you. Hubachal needs you, you're nothing. That sense comes from only a person who, as he says, he's noifal, ta'almud, the prud, the world of fragmentation, where he loses touch of igulim, of soiviv, of, of that achdos. Beis, v'hainu, k'day l'avrecha b'bris. In Siv Beis he said, 
this unity is necessary to enter into the covenant. The concept of a bris is when two separate per- people become as it becomes as though they're mamish one. Al derech zenemar, al davar zenemar. On this, it says ki chelik Hashem amar that Hashem and the Jewish people have a bris that's like two parts of one entity, so to speak. Val zenemar hine anoichi kardes bris, as he explained with two best friends, Davin and Yonis, and they make a bris which demonstrates that they're really one. They're not anymore two separate people. So even though logically there's going to be reasons for us to get into a fight, nonetheless. There is the state where, just like with myself, I cover up my sins with you too, I treat you as though you were me. Gimel. This brings us into Rosh Hashanah, the concept of Malchus and Zechreinus. To arouse, to trigger the revelation of Hashem's Malchus on us through remembering this bris. Shoifer represents the deeper tshuva, the bak shupanai, search for my inner heart. The pnimi yisalev comes when I search for the pnimi of Hashem. When you only relate to the ray of the divine, the acharei nimshach liyas ka'aryeh shebemerkava yishat. Then from there you become like a lion that roars, but it's a lion in the Merkava. It's very dramatic. A lion's roar is very, very uh, frightening and dramatic. But it represents the Lotzaika that comes from the Chitzonius Alev. And your Hispilus, your, your, your enthusiasm comes from an Indian of Chitzonius, from the Ha'ara of Hashem in the world from the godliness in the world. So through accessing that part in yourself, which is the shoifer, beyond words, that you, so to speak, trigger that Hashem in His essence is moved to have a relationship, to be a melech, You'll say, how can you even reach there? What's the connection? It's completely aloof and beyond, pure infinity. And the answer is, because he remembers the love. And mitzad the love, he compelled his core to be connected to you, and therefore you have the koyach to create malchus because there's zechreinus. And It's all because you wanted to make you a nation and there's no king without a people. But the people have to be similar to the king in the same frequency like the king. And this is the Pchina where that becomes a unity, which is a Christmas bris. But it says on Rosh Hashanah, there's a mishpat, there's a yoim hadin. If Yaakov can experience elakei, the mishpat is for the God of Yaakov. How much Yaakov can experience this love? on the day of Rosh Hashanah.
That's why the Pasa continues, as he swore to your forefathers, Your forefathers lived on the other side of the river, representing the river that comes down out from Aden, beyond the Pirud, beyond Rikia Uzoi, elevating you to that space. This is the greater mountains for the wild goats, which is the Harim Agvoyim come out through the Yoel, through the Shefer Vishashana, which is a Yoel Parshat, he weighs mountains on a scale, and as he explained, the more the one side of the scale goes down, all the way down, the other one comes up. The Shoifer is the Pnimius Alev that comes from the distance. Shuvah beyond Teirah Mitzvah, and that touches the Pnimius Ha'ava in the highest place of Atzmos. That's the Veshakal Bapelis Harim, where the Gvoyas, the lower level of Ava Chitzonius Alev, is the Meznayim, it's Tali, and the burden of Teirah Mitzvah. It's also like a scale where one side overpowers the other side. This is the Kitzit of the Maimon. This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.